y'all welcome back gonna have a pretty quick one this week and admittedly next week well we probably won't be doing one because you know thanksgiving and all that um I, I am honestly i'm excited to talk to you about a couple things to start um i'm not going to just rant about thanksgiving and how it's it's probably one of the worst holidays including turkey which is easily one of the worst meats i mean genuinely if you're sitting at home and you haven't heard my my opinions on on turkey and thanksgiving before is turkey in your top five if you were to choose proteins is turkey in your top five? Because it's not. And I think we all know it's not. And when it comes to Thanksgiving, is it in your top three holidays? Because we've had this before. You get, Honestly, if you want to hear this in full, you can go back and listen. Uh, we've done a couple episodes years past. They're all Thanksgiving and turkey named or whatever. You can find them and you can hear my ranting against this pretty ridiculous holiday. But besides that, uh, I do want to talk to you guys about just – it's a concept that I first heard uh, from George Carlin. And I, f I forget how he said it, but essentially he cheers for chaos. He roots for chaos, for the idea of just chaos. Now, I'm going to add a personal caveat. I never met George. Uh, obviously, I don't know exactly what he meant, but I'm not cheering for anyone to get hurt. I mean, obviously, I'm not cheering for anyone's kids to get hurt or for anyone to lose their job necessarily. I'm not, che I'm not cheering for personal grief and personal pain and anguish, but... For example, this Twitter stuff, <laughs> it is, I mean, you guys all know, everybody's been paying attention. Anybody that cares about anything online, like you can't get away from it lately. It is hilarious. And honestly, that is the type of chaos that I, I eat up. I think we all do, or at least I think most of us do. And for those that don't, I, I guess I, I would wonder why not <laughs> what it is if you're just that addicted to the concept of order and, and rank and file. That's fine. But what, what I'm getting to, what, I, what I'm talking about is this idea of absolute chaos. I mean, the Twitter stuff was crazy. It costs it cost companies billions of dollars, although now I'm hearing some tinfoil that maybe that was a smoke and mirrors play by the companies themselves because they had some shady deals going on. Regardless, all of it is chaos. And it's what it's opening up and what it's showing is how little control there really is in the world. And it's why I personally find any beliefs and any conspiracy theories about you know, global power supremacy to be laughable. Now, monetary supremacy is a different thing. Banking uh, issues and greed, that's a real thing. Money can be controlled because it's not a human. Money can be controlled because it's just, I mean, really, it's not even a thing. It's, not, it's barely a tangible asset if you really break it down to the modern-day currency with Bitcoin and all the other nonsense. But even that's going crazy. All the crypto stuff is going crazy. And that's what I mean. I think the idea that any one person or group has true control over the planet or over over the everyday, people's day-to-day -day lives. That's a joke. Now, again, are wage slaves real and monetary policies? All of that exists, of course. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the idea that anybody has this, that, that any one person or group would have life under control. The idea that, oh, there's a, there's a master plan that's, that's coming out just like the Illuminati. No friggin' way man <laughs> no friggin' way like I, it's just just for the elon musk thing just as a, as a you know a microcosm of all of that he showed up thinking he was going to fix twitter he, he professed that he could he believed his own hype showed up thinking he could fix it and then realized quickly like oh my god this is so far out of my control as soon as he did the verification thing, everybody took advantage of it. Like, that's the thing. And it's, it's similar to all those, like, it's been a few years, but all those online polls that people would just bombard with silly names, like Bodie McBoatface for the one. There's like a fairy that was trying to pick up a name. And now that has got, like, you can't keep people in line. <laughs> you just can't, at least not for very long, at least not for too long. You know what I mean? Like, be, people will find the, the loophole or the, the grift in everything, and it's just 
hilarious to me. It's absolutely hilarious to me. And and I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is that I kind of do cheer for things to go wrong. Now, again, I don't want you, whoever you are listening, or anyone you know, or anyone of your family members to get into a car accident. That's not what I mean. That, I, nothing that's on a small scale, nothing that only affects one or two people that makes their lives worse. I mean these giant chaotic issues that make the entire scheme of life, it, 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 it frames it in a way that we're not supposed to look at. It. At least it frames it in a way that the, you know, the media or the people that are supposedly, quote unquote, in control, they don't want us to look at life. The way some of these things give us glimpses into into how life actually is. Like, okay, let's put it this way: Have you guys ever been to like a concert, or like a large scale sporting event or whatever? And you realize that, like, if you've ever been like, not even necessarily a mosh pit, but just like where there's fifty people to, in every direction. Like, here's okay, here's exact. I have stormed a uh, football field once, the two thousand four or two thousand five, whatever year it was, Baylor versus Aggies. Uh, doesn't matter. Nobody cares about sports. I, I'm not trying to do a sports podcast. I got plenty of friends who do what Vance and Dylan Ellis check out their sports podcasts if y'all care. Point is, we rush the field, and now there's you know five thousand, ten thousand people on the field, and I quickly realized like if if somebody actually got hurt, if somebody actually needed to try to get out of this mess quickly. It would be impossible. It is true chaos. It was chaos for the best way. Everybody had the best intentions. Nobody was trying to set anything on fire. We were just trying to take down the goalposts, which we did. And we eventually walked them to like the dean, like the dean of students, maybe the, the Baylor dean or maybe the sports administration office. I forget where we walked it because it doesn't really matter. But we walked the, the goalpost down you know, many, many streets, uh, essentially across the highway and dropped it on the, you know, the dean of students lawn, let's say. I don't remember who it was. But it doesn't matter. And that is organized, sort of, and it came above out of the chaos. And it was awesome. It was great. It was positive. And again, that's chaos. That's the best kind of chaos. But it was completely unruly. If in you know the first two, three minutes when everybody's rushing the field and there's thousands of people on this field, all of which have no real goal, there's, no, there's nothing to do, we all just suddenly rushed the field because it was fun and now that we're there, say somebody tripped, broke an ankle, you know, like say, say somebody genuinely like twisted a knee and now they need real me- medical attention, you couldn't get it for them. There would have been no way, there would have been no mechanisms in place that could have parted this crowd fast enough to make anything actually happen. <laughs> same thing with concerts you've ever been to, same thing, especially concerts where people are super inebriated, those type of shows. Like, you couldn't control that crowd even if you wanted to. I mean, shoot, I mean, it, and this is not what I'm cheering for, but that Travis Scott incident is, is, the, it, it is a perfect example to illustrate what I'm trying to say here. It, chaos is probably more, we are probably closer to chaos on a global scale, probably so much closer to it than we would ever know. I think that then we would ever want to be led to believe, and I, I'm not even mad at whoever the, the you know controls the media, if you want to go that way, or wh- whoever is broadcasting these these images and you know all this stuff on the mainstream. Of course, you have to broadcast structure. Of course, you have to broadcast uh, you know the, the simplicity. Not even necessarily simplicity, but you, the, I don't think for the systems that we have in place to work knowing that we're right on the brink of absolute anarchy, that wouldn't help us. <laughs> that information doesn't provide a bedrock or a foundation for a society. But the thing is, we've never really gotten to that part. We've never really dug in or discussed how ridiculous just life in general is. And when you get in these types of moments, uh, be it a concert or you rush in the field or watching a billionaire, an arrogant billionaire buy a, a million do- billion-dollar platform, 
I mean, I think I've read something like 7,000 or 8,000 people work for Twitter and like most of them have quit already. Like he walked in thinking he could do some stuff and instantly chaos reigns. And that's how quickly chaos can can grab onto a situation. It really doesn't take much. And I think that's kind of the point. I think societally we are that close to just absolutely ridiculousness. And, and and maybe that's why a lot of these doomsday preppers do what they do because they do see how close we are. They they, they do see how <laughs> I mean it is a very thin line between, you know, organized society as we know it and absolute anarchy. And that's it's kind of what COVID gave us a glimpse of. You know, like people stopped going to their regular bars, people stopped doing their regular stuff, sports stopped happening, and we're all like, we didn't really know what to do with ourselves, so we started like learning stuff. Like we people started to learn to bake. Like what now? Where did that come from? But just because we didn't know what else to do. It was chaos. It was absolute chaos. And that's the kind of chaos I'm cheering for. Not anyone to die. Not the point. Not not what I'm saying. But the idea that out of chaos came a bunch of people that learned a bunch of new skills. I mean, you know what I mean? Like a whole bunch of people learned to paint or to sing or to dance or whatever it was that they wouldn't have done otherwise. That is the beauty of chaos. Now, again, nobody wants to – I've said it enough. You understand my point. I don't want anybody to get hurt monetarily or physically. But this idea of, of the Twitter thing is just so funny to me. And it's just, it's just pure chaos. And another section of it is, at least with regards to little kids, if anybody out there listening has ever been around a group of little kids when it started snowing, it is now absolute anarchy. <laughs> if, if there is snow coming down, I mean, and I, let me let me say this, early on in winter, uh, I think everybody knows come February, we are all friggin' done with cold weather and, and snow and any of that nonsense. I, I'm done. But early on, and I, I'm speaking specifically like three days ago here in Colorado, we got snow and picking up my son from school. Uh, usually it's a very rank and file form and fashion process. Usually everybody stands in the same spots and every teacher goes with their same more or less section and all the parents are kind of there standing away. Well, now it's snowing and it's like 12 degrees. So half the parents are still waiting in their car, but their kids have no way of knowing that. So they're just standing there, take, just eating snow to the face, shivering while their parents are in their heated car, hoping that they walk eight steps and see them, but they're not because that's not the routine. Like it was anarchy and then the kids that usually walk home uh now it's way too cold and snowy to walk but they're still playing all of the kids like some kids are standing still hoping for their parents the other kids were going absolutely buck wild because snow woo no rules nothing matters it's snowy it was chaos it was bedlam and again nobody got hurt it's great it's fine you know all these kids eventually got to their parents the parents like literally some cars were parked were like double parked some the street was just a, a, a parking lot essentially for like two minutes all the parents got out we all kind of figured it out and then everybody kind of went on their way but it was it was chaos and that's how close to chaos we are at any given time at least with regards to this one thing but a little bit of snow an inch and a half of snow and chaos. And if you want to talk real chaos, uh, <laughs> this is a true story. My now wife, many, many years ago, when she first moved to Texas, uh, we were just dating at the time. Uh, we moved in, we moved to San Marcos, Texas. And then we eventually moved back up to Austin uh, because San Marcos, as much as I love it, I mean, yeah, it's San Marcos, love it, but come on. We moved back to Austin and that was the year it snowed. And by snowed, I mean Austin, Texas snow. It was less than an inch. It was literally less than an inch. And I remember we were watching uh, TV, the, the, you know, the now wife and I, but back then girlfriend and I, we were watching TV with a dog and, you know, my dog was excited because he's never seen snow. And so we ran outside and did all that stuff. We came back and we're watching TV and the news reporters actually were, were with a, a, a ruler. It wasn't even a ruler. It was like a measuring, uh, some type of measuring device. Anyways, it was like a giant measuring stick. And then they were sticking it in the snow and zooming in. And it was like three quarters of an inch. 
And my wife was laughing her ass off because she's from South Dakota where they get feet of snow and that's just, that's just standard. But it, in Texas, it was absolutely out of control. You put a little bit of snow on the roads in Texas and everything shuts down. And I, believe me, I'm not making fun of anybody because in, until very recently, I couldn't drive on snow either. I still can't really do it. It's not, it's not a natural <laughs> skill I have. It doesn't, fit, it doesn't come with my, you know, the standard muscle memory attributes. But it's a, it's a chaotic thing in Texas because you had, I mean, not even kidding, half an inch, three quarters of an inch of snow that probably will melt in less than an hour. And the entire city, at least the city of Austin, because that's where I was, but I'm certain it's true everywhere else, shut down. The entirety of, of businesses shut down. The amount of call-ins that day to work at every other office would have been like it was insane. And again, that's how close to chaos we are. We are right there. If if our abs, if our perfect, if our pristine traditions are not followed, if our if our rigorously strict every day, day in day out, same old same old routines, if we don't follow those incredibly strictly. We lose everything. We go out of our mind. I mean, it's kind of true of dogs, too. I don't know if you get anybody out there that has dogs, if you've ever taken them anywhere. For whatever reason, at least it's been true of every dog I've ever had. They could be the best dogs in the world at home. They knew all the rules. They don't get on couches. They don't eat scraps. They don't beg, et cetera, et cetera. If we went somewhere else, it's as if they just forgot all those rules because the backdrop wasn't the same. The routine wasn't the same. So chaos, no rules. We're at somebody else's house. I can eat all their food off the table. Like It, it, it's, it is... <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't have like a, a button on this one. I don't know how to tighten this one up just to end it because uh, again, it's, you know, I, I, Hey, if you've even made it 15 minutes in, I'm not kidding. I know I say this a lot, but I'm serious. If you've made this 15 minutes in on, on kind of a last second episode here before the Thanksgiving break and all that, like, thank you. You, you are awesome. And I, and I love you. And I really, really appreciate that you would spend any of your time listening to me, but it's, it's awesome how close we are. It's, it's how thin of a line we as a species walk collectively. And we, we're all doing this together. I mean, just for a second, imagine if street lines weren't a thing. You're on a, a three-lane highway. And you, know, you, you and there's, two, there's a car to your left and a car to your right. So you're in the middle. You're going 65 down the highway. And eventually you get to a stretch where there's no more lines. Just, just, just that alone gives me anxiety. I'm trying to go 65 with cars to my left and cars to my right. Guaranteed everybody slows down. Guaranteed everybody would slow down immediately. That would be the first thing we do is just slow down because we couldn't, the routine's not there. The, the normalcy that what we normally do is not there. And so we would freak out. And that's who we are. <laughs> that's just life in general. And these moments like this Twitter stuff, man, I love it so much. I really, really do because it just shows how hard, it shows how hard it is to control anything, but certainly to control people on the internet. <laughs> Good luck. Well, y'all, uh, again, go back and listen to some of the Thanksgiving ones if you really want a Thanksgiving episode. We have plenty of that on there. You can listen to me rant and bullshit about things <laughs> that are not important at all. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Drive safe if you're traveling, fly safe, all that. Love you.